everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Parents for Education. Today we are going to speak about parenting multiple children. Before we go ahead, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can get answers to all your queries on education and become part of our community. Today we have with us Mr. Jim Zwerth, Headmaster of Clearwater Academy International, Florida, which is an international school. Jim has been in the field of education since two decades, and this has given him the opportunity to work with children from different age groups. He is also an international speaker, and he has spoken on varied topics in over five continents. Over to you, Jim. Thank you, Bhavani. Very happy to do another episode of Parents for Education. Um, you know, it's when you start to become a parent of multiple children, the game really changes. You know, when you've got um, one kid, you know, your everything, your whole focus is all, all poured into that one child. And then when you start to have multiple kids, you need to kind of change how the game is played a little bit. I, um, I, I you know, at, at my school, I deal with a lot of parents who have, you know, are, have a single child and versus those that have uh, multiple children. And, you know, there's definitely a lot more nervousness that goes into just having one child when you don't have anything to compare compare it to do to you don't know if you're doing it right you're like have a lot of uncertainty and things like this i i I always think of it it's kind of funny like there's this joke about how when you uh when you have one child and you the child drops the pacifier out of their mouth and then you go take it to the kitchen and you sterilize it and you boil it in water and make sure before it's perfectly clean before you put it back in your child's mouth and by the time you have two children, you can just kind of ro- go over to the sink and wa- run it under the hot water and then boom, you're done. And by the time you have your third child, you just reach over, pick it up, let the dog lick it off and then stick it back in your kid's mouth. You know, so it's kind of like you get into these different like levels of, of nervousness and panic and control and things like this when you when you have a single child as opposed to multiple children. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny, but then I think that's the truth, yeah? Yeah, it's really yes. true. Yes, it's so true. So I, I, today we see lots of young parents, you know, I think they're overwhelmed by the fact that how did my parents have so many kids? I think I might as well just stick with one kid. And um, that's, I think that's kind of, this is overwhelmed by it. But I think today's podcast, uh, we will be answering some of their queries. And probably they would be very happy to get answers and then, you know, maybe even consider having more kids. I suppose they would start getting more than earlier. Yes. Well, well, our goal is not to increase global population by getting people to have lots and lots of children. But it is, it is again, like there is a different uh, game and a different uh, rhythm that, that you can operate in as a, a parent of multiple children. Um, one of the things that, like, you know, when you think about, when you first have, when you're a new parent and you have one child, you know, you have mom and dad and you kind of go there and, you know, you're there with, with the baby and then you need a break. So you pass the child off to dad for a bit and then mom gets a little bit of a break. And then, you know, uh, you know, later dad needs to do something, pass the child off to, to mom. And then that kind of rolls along pretty fine. It's a lot of extra work from before you had a child, but you can cope with that. Then you get two children and like mom has one child and dad has the other child and everything's fine and you're rolling along and that's kind of okay. It's busy, but you can cope with it. 
And then you have your third child and suddenly you're like, mom has one child, dad has one child. And then there's one child running around the floor, lighting the house on fire. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, it's like this extra, extra confusion that, that goes with it and extra, um, you know, uh, motion and, and action and chaos and all these things. So um, it's definitely a different game. It's definitely a different game when you get into multiple children, you know? Yes, I agree with you on that. Uh, Jim, could you give us more insight on how parents can handle um, children comparing kids, you know, basically comparing them? Because one child, like you said, as they grow up, this is like, it's a chaos. It's like having the house on fire, but slowly they all grow up and they're all in school and one's doing really well, one's not doing so well, and one needs tutoring or one needs help with his homework. And the parents are, why can't he be just like the older one? I mean, I've heard it myself many times, many a time when parents say, you know, he's not like my older kid. And, you know, oh my God, just don't do that. You know, could you give us some help on why parents are doing it and why they shouldn't be doing it? Okay. So, you know, first of all, if a child isn't doing well in school, or isn't getting the same marks as their sibling, like mm -hmm. you don't even need to say that. Like the child already knows. The child knows before the parent knows. You know, if a, if a child's hard, having a hard time in school, failing, like you don't need to like, you know, punish them or yell at them or compare them. Why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? She's so great. She always does her work. Uh, I, I had a conversation just recently with somebody about this. Uh, a parent at my school and I, I was saying how, you know, cause one there, you know, he has a, he's a son who's very, um, very intelligent and schoolwork is easy for him. But at the same time, he also does a lot of his schoolwork. He, he doesn't take it lightly. Like I know when I was in school, a lot of the subjects were easy for me. So then I just didn't do the work. I did good on exams and I just, it was terrible for my work ethic. Cause I just, uh, you know, it was easy. So I didn't, I wasn't challenged. I wasn't forced to do the work. I didn't do the work ethic and you know, I didn't have the work ethic in. And then as I got older and the work became more and more difficult, you know, I didn't have that foundation of a good study work ethic to, to support me. Um, so, I mean, like one thing I, I think, I think of is like, it's kind of like come lesson from my, my father, which is sort of like, you know, what your gifts are, what your strengths are is sort of like, that's from God, but, you know, but what you do with those strengths, that depends on you. So, you know, so, so with my children, what I always like to emphasize, I, I like to emphasize the things that are under their control. So I, I emphasize their work, their work ethic, how they treated other people, you know, how they, how they maximized and used uh, their time to be productive and things like this. And, and, and these are the things that I would emphasize and reward the child with, not necessarily just on their marks or their intelligence or how good they were in school, but how hard they tried in school would be a, a better target to, to focus on with your children. Because if you have all your children trying their hardest, that's all you can ask for. You should be proud of them. Yes, I understand. I think that's very important. Parents don't compare their kids with each other. Yes. Uh, Jim, we 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 know that you have three kids yourself, so you could give us more insight on how <laughs> you raise them. Sure, yeah. sure. I, I I mean, 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did right and what I found was successful. I'm not going to bore you with like 20 years of like all the mistakes I made too. I'll, I'll share some mistakes, but I mean, you know, there was a lot of a lot of trial and error. There are things I I learned, things I tried, things that worked, things that didn't work. So I'll just give advice on what does work and what did work. Um, and and I think one of the things when you get multiple children is you want to have a sense of like things are fair but not equal. Okay, so one child may have more privileges in certain areas. Uh, like one child might have a later later bedtime than another child. One child might be, uh, you know, able to stay out late, stay out later with friends than another child. And I think what you want to do is you want to have, you know, one thing you always want to have with your children, you want to keep them motivated. You want to keep them with goals. You want to keep them moving. You don't want them to just be in a situation where everything is easy. Everything is given to them. They never have to earn any rights, freedoms or privileges. You know, you want them to earn these things. And as their responsibility rises, then they should have more freedoms. So one of the things, you know, with with your children is you want to treat them, you want to treat them fairly. I mean, you want to treat them. This is the, you know, this is our policy. This is how we do things in our house. These are the rewards. These are the penalties. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's equal. And so if one child, you know, one child, again, may, may have a different bedtime than another child because they demonstrated that they can still get up in the morning and still get, get to school on time and things like this. So um, I think that's a critical thing. And, and the other thing is, I think, you know, when we are being parents, there's so much happening. There's so much action. There's so much that we're in the middle of all the time that we really want to, um, we need to take time as parents just to take a few, few minutes, take an hour, sometime on the weekend, sometime on, you know, I don't know, whenever you find you can have some time to yourself to really not just get a break, but also to kind of review, like, what are my policies? What are the what are the rules of the house? Do we have good rules? Do the kids understand them? You know, children need to have guidelines. They can't just be allowed to just run around, do everything they want, anytime they want. It doesn't, it's not good for them. It doesn't build uh, good discipline or control or social interaction. There needs to be guidelines and, and, and rules and policies for the house. Children need to understand them and they should be uh, expected to follow those, those rules and guidelines. So there's definitely, um, there's definitely it's, 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 it's a very good investment of a parent's time to take a few minutes, you know, a few, maybe an hour, maybe a couple hours on a weekend or something and really review, how am I doing as a parent what are the rules we have for our, our household? How are my children doing under those rules? And do they really understand them and understand why? And because you can't do that, it's very, well, it's very hard to do that when you're in the middle of the battle. You know, when you've got all this stuff happening and kids running around and this kid's crying and you need to make dinner and you're running late and all these things. And, you know, all these things are, are multiplied if you're a single parent, you know, it's, it's already hard when you're, you know, a, a two, a two couple or a two two parent family. If you if you become like a one parent family, it's even more difficult, and um, it's very hard to make good decisions under those kind of stressful circumstances. So it's good to times take some time out. That's really valid uh, advice. I, I've never done it myself, but I think yes, <laughs> really good. 
Yeah. You know, we do need to take time off and then correct ourselves on this. That's really great. Yeah. Um, as you said, each child is very different from each other. And you said, you know, when parents give them time, okay, this one can wake up early, even if he goes to bed late. But sometimes this ends up with sibling jealousy. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, you see, then they come up, mommy, you're letting him do this, and da or daddy, you're letting him do that, and why not me? And uh, I, the child does not have the maturity to understand that what the parent sees. You know, he's not able to visualize what the, the parent's point of view. So, how do you think a parent should address this problem of sibling jealousy? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think that is. Like it's a very good point. Like kids, again, they don't always see the big picture. They're not always that self-aware regarding their own behavior. Sometimes you used to have attention on something that happened three days ago. And, you know, the child's time span is like 10 minutes ago and 10 minutes in the future and mostly right now. So they don't really look at it the same way. So, uh, you know, in that situation, it really comes down to, again, you need to have very clear rules that the family relies on, uh, write them down. It's a good idea. Repeat them, stick with them. You know, you're not going to put in rules in your house in one day and just have everything be perfect. It's a, it's a campaign you have to do over and over and over until it sticks. So, you know, at, you know, if you stay consistent with your rules, if you don't change them every day, every, you don't change them for every child. Again, you can have a set of rules for one child, but then if you do, you've got to stick to those rules with that child. And if you have a set of rules for another child, then you need to stick with those rules for that child and not, not constantly change them and, and things like that. Because then the child has no stability and no framework f uh, with, to work with in that situation. Yeah. Okay. But specifically with the jealousy thing, you know, when the child is upset, when the child, you just took away their toy, you just made them go to bed, you just made them wake up when they didn't want to, things like this. Of course, in the middle of that upset, they're always going to blame you, blame other people, be upset, you know, and that's not the right time to uh, address those issues. Instead, get through that, that, that current upset, handle what needs to get handled. And then when the child is in a calm state of mind, then you, then you kind of have that conversation and go like, listen, this is why I did what I did. And this is this is what I'm looking at, and this is how how you can you know improve. And again, there should be a game and a goal to earn more freedoms by demonstrating more responsibility. I think that's that needs to be a theme. I get it. That is nice. Mm -hmm. Because uh, why I address this problem on sibling jealousy was, you know, from a parent's point of view, the the parent thinks, okay, I want all my kids to be happy, you know end of the day but sometimes this kind of jealousy grows and grows and then you know there's we see kids who are not not with uh who don't have a good relationship between brother and sister or with between brothers or between sisters so you you know i'm sure every parent wants to avoid that that's why i asked you this question yeah yeah no it's it's, it's a real thing and in terms of uh children being happy and making your children happy this is a, a, a great topic, and I think we should address it on another podcast as soon as possible, because it's a very important, it's a very important subject. 
But in terms of, uh, you know, sticking on the theme of just multiple children, um, you know, the, the children, like any organization, right? Your family is an organization. It's not the same as a business, but it, certain things are similar. And when you have a team or an organization, not everybody's going to be on the same page all the time. Not everybody's going to agree with all the rules or follow all the rules. And that's why you need somebody to be in charge to provide guidance and say what's okay, what's not okay. And that's the role of the parent. And it's maybe it's the hardest role for a parent, but it's a very vital role and can't be, and, and don't, uh, don't let the worry that, oh, my child will hate me if I do this. Don't have that, don't have that as the, uh, as the reason for changing your, your decision as a parent, because that's a very short-term goal if you have if you have you know just to avoid a, a current upset but if you know all the rules you make in your family should be for your child's benefit in one way or another and enforcing that rule should be done with a viewpoint of this is this is for the long-term benefit of the child not because you're angry not because you're frustrated not because this or that happened you know but because it's for the benefit of the child that the rule is enforced. And if you have that viewpoint, it's gonna make it a lot easier. Not easy, but certainly easier. So, you know, that's the thing. And that's why I say, when you take some time to review your rules and policies as a family and as a parent, you know, those are, those are some things you need to look at. It's like, do, do the rules, do the rules in the household benefit the family? Are they for the good of the children? Or are they for the good of the parent? And I mean, that's okay. I mean, you're part of the family too. You should have some rights and you should, you know, you're not there to just be a slave to your children, but you, uh, you know, but, but you do have a role uh, in there. And I think all of us as parents are very happy to sacrifice our own needs for the needs of our children. Um, it's one of the, you know, most beautiful thing, beautiful things about parenting. But, you know, when you only have one child, see, there's, there's the relationship you have with with the you and the child and when it's only one child you can kind of monitor and and manage that relationship pretty good and let's say when your child gets angry they hit you and they're just a child and it's not good behavior but you're not really hurt and it's not so tragic but if you have a child who gets angry and hits their younger brother or sister then you've got a problem right so so when you have multiple children you do get that extra dimension of like the relationship between you and the child, and then the relationship between the siblings, and and that's uh, that that's adds basically just adds work and complexity to the parent's job, but it's but it's important to understand that and be aware of that. Yes, so this just reminds me of you know somebody whom I met recently, and uh, she said because her brother and herself they used to fight a lot, and so when she decided to have her own child she decided she would only have one child and never would she let her have another child who would come and hit her own yeah child. right so this was like a little like this thing whoa wow people do think that way too you know they're just thinking what happened to them is being uh, could become a reality for their own children yeah uh, it's true yeah that's 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 uh, right you know it does make sense, but uh, Tim, it was really nice what you said. So I think I, 
from what you said just now, rules are not really bad. Rules and put the right way, and so far the whole family understands it's for the good, then it's really good, and this is going to help the whole family and the siblings grow up together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And, and, and you know, a, a good team has all follows the same rules. You know, a good team has rules. They know rules are. It's not just a bunch of chaos and people running around, everybody doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, family requires some teamwork, you know, and, and you and the children. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Parents for Education. Today, we are going to speak about parenting multiple children. Before we go ahead, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can get answers to all your queries on education and become part of our community. Today we have with us Mr. Jim Zwerth, Headmaster of Clearwater Academy International, Florida, which is an international school. Jim has been in the field of education since two decades, and this has given him the opportunity to work with children from different age groups. He is also an international speaker, and he has spoken on varied topics in over five continents. Over to you, Jim. Thank you, Bhavani. Very happy to do another episode of Parents for Education. Um, you know, it's when you start to become a parent of multiple children, the game really changes. You know, when you've got um, one kid, you know, your everything, your whole focus is all, all poured into that one child. And then when you start to have multiple kids, you need to kind of change how the game is played a little bit. I um I, I, you know, at, at my school, I deal with a lot of parents who have, you know, are, have a single child and versus those that have uh, multiple children. And, you know, there's definitely a lot more nervousness that goes into just having one child when you don't have anything to compare, compare it to do to. You don't know if you're doing it right. You're like have a lot of uncertainty and things like this. I, I, I always think of it. It's kind of funny. Like there's this joke about how when you uh, when you have one child and you the child drops the pacifier out of their mouth and then you go take it to the kitchen and you sterilize it and you boil it in water and make sure before it's perfectly clean before you put it back in your child's mouth. And by the time you have two children, you just kind of go over to the sink and run it under the hot water and then boom, you're done. And by the time you have your third child, you just reach over, pick it up, let the dog lick it off and then stick it back in your kid's mouth. You know, so it's kind of like you get into these different like levels of of nervousness and panic and control and things like this when you when you have a single child as opposed to multiple children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny, but then I think that's the truth, yeah? Yeah, it's really <laughs> true. Yes, it's so true. So I, I, today we see lots of young parents, you know, I think they're overwhelmed by the fact that how did my parents have so many kids? I think I might as well just stick with one kid. And um, that's, I think that's kind of, this is overwhelmed by it. But I think today's podcast, uh, we will be answering some of their queries and probably they would be very happy to get answers and then, you know, maybe even consider having more kids. I suppose <laughs> they would start getting more than any <laughs> Yes, well, well, our goal is not to increase global population by getting people to have lots and lots of children. But it is, it is again, like there is a different uh, game and a different uh, rhythm that, that you can operate in as a, a parent of multiple children. Um, one of the things that like, you know, when you think about when you first have, when you're a new parent and you have one child, 
you know, you have mom and dad and you kind of go there and, you know, you're there with, with the baby and then you need a break. So you pass the child off to dad for a bit and then mom gets a little bit of a break. And then, you know, uh, you know, later dad needs to do something, pass the child off to, to mom. And then that kind of rolls along pretty fine. It's a lot of extra work from before you had a child, but you can cope with that. Then you get two children and like mom has one child and dad has the other child and everything's fine and you're rolling along and that's kind of okay. It's busy, but you can cope with it. And then you have your third child and suddenly you're like mom has one child, dad has one child, and then there's one child running around the floor, lighting the house on fire. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, it's like this extra, extra confusion that, that goes with it and extra, um, you know, uh, motion and and action and chaos and all these things so um it's definitely a different game it's definitely a different game when you get into multiple children you know yes i agree with you on that uh jim could you give us more insight on how parents can handle um children comparing kids you know basically comparing them because one child like you said as they grow up this is like it's a chaos. It's like having the house on fire, but slowly they all grow up and they're all in school and one's doing really well, one's not doing so well, and one needs tutoring or one needs help with his homework. And the parents are, why can't he be just like the older one? I mean, I've heard it myself many times, many a times when parents say, you know, he's not like my older kid. And, you know, oh my God, just don't do that. You know, could you give us some help on why parents are doing it and why they shouldn't be doing it? Okay, so, you know, first of all, if a child isn't doing well in school or isn't getting the same marks as their sibling, like, mm -hmm. you don't even need to say that. Like, the child already knows. The child knows before the parent knows. You know, if a, if a child's hard, having a hard time in school, failing, like, you don't need to, like, you know, punish them or yell at them or compare them. Why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? She's so great. She always does her work. Uh, I, I had a conversation just recently with somebody about this, uh, a parent at my school, and I, I was saying how, you know, because one, there, you know, he has a, he's a son who's very, um, very intelligent, and schoolwork is easy for him. But at the same time, he also does a lot of his schoolwork. He he doesn't take it lightly. Like I know when I was in school, a lot of the subjects were easy for me. So then I just didn't do the work. I did good on exams and I just, it was terrible for my work ethic because I just, uh, you know, it was easy. So I didn't, I wasn't challenged. I wasn't forced to do the work. I didn't do the work ethic and I didn't have the work ethic in. And then as I got older and the work became more and more difficult, you know, I didn't have that foundation of a good study work ethic to, to support me. Um, so, I mean, like one thing I, I think, I think of is like, it's kind of like come lesson from my, my father, which is sort of like, you know, what your gifts are, what your strengths are, is sort of like, that's from God. But, you know, but what you do with those strengths, that depends on you. So, you know, so, so with my children, what I always like to emphasize, I, I like to emphasize the things that are under their control. So I, I emphasize their work, their work ethic, how they treated other people, you know, how they, how they maximized and used, um, uh, their time to be productive and things like this. And, and, and these are the things that I would emphasize and reward the child with, not necessarily 
just on their marks or their intelligence or how good they were in school, but how hard they tried in school would be a, a better target to, to focus on with your children. Because if you have all your children trying their hardest, that's all you can ask for. You should be proud of them. Yes, I understand. I think that's very important. Parents don't compare their kids with each other. Yes. Uh, Jim, we, we, we know that you have three kids yourself. So you could give us more insight on how <laughs> you raise them. Sure, yeah. sure. I, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did right and what I found was successful. I'm not going to bore you with like 20 years of like all the mistakes I made too. I'll, I'll share some mistakes, but I mean, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of trial and error. There are things I, I learned, things I tried, things that worked, things that didn't work. So I'll just give advice on what does work and what did work. Um, and, and I think one of the things when you get multiple children is you want to have a sense of like, things are fair, but not equal. Okay. So one child may have more privileges in certain areas. Uh, like one child might have a lighter, later bedtime than another child. One child might be, uh, you know, able to stay out late, stay out later with friends than another child. And I think what you want to do is you want to have, you know, one thing you always want to have with your children, you want to keep them motivated. You want to keep them with goals. You want to keep them moving. You don't want them to just be in a situation where everything is easy. Everything is given to them. They never have to earn any rights, freedoms, or privileges. You know, you want them to earn these things. And as their responsibility rises, then they should have more freedoms. So one of the things, you know, with, with your children is you want to treat them, you want to treat them fairly. I mean, you want to treat them. This is the, you know, this is our policy. This is how we do things in our house. These are the rewards. These are the penalties, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that it's equal. And so if one child, you know, one child, again, may, may have a different bedtime than another child because they demonstrated that they can still get up in the morning and still get, get to school on time and things like this. So um, I think that's a critical thing. And, and the other thing is, I think, you know, when we are being parents, there's so much happening. There's so much action. There's so much that we're in the middle of all the time that we really want to, um, we need to take time as parents just to take a few few minutes, take an hour, sometime on the weekend, sometime on, you know, I don't know, whenever you find you can have some time to yourself to really not just get a break, but also to kind of review, like, what are my policies? What are the, what are the rules of the house? Do we have good rules? Do the kids understand them? You know, children need to have guidelines. They can't just be allowed to just run around, do everything they want, anytime they want. It doesn't, it's not good for them. It doesn't build uh, good discipline or control or social interaction. There needs to be guidelines and, and, and rules and policies for the house. Children need to understand them and they should be uh, expected to follow those, those rules and guidelines. So there's definitely, um, there's definitely, it's, 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 it's a very good investment of a parent's time to take a few minutes, you know, a few, maybe an hour, maybe a couple hours on a weekend or something and really review, how am I doing as a parent? What are the rules we have for our, our household? How are my children doing under those rules? And do they really understand them and understand why? And because you can't do that, it's very, well, it's very hard to do that when you're in the middle of the battle, 
you know, when you've got all this stuff happening and kids running around and this kid's crying and you need to make dinner and you're running late and all these things. And, you know, all these things are, are multiplied if you're a single parent, you know, it's, it's already hard when you're, you know, a, a two, a, a two couple or a two, two parent family. If you, if you become like a one parent family, it, it's even more difficult. And, um, it's very hard to make good decisions under those kind of stressful circumstances. So it's good to times take some time out. That's really valid uh, advice. I, I've never done it myself, but I think it's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we do need to take time off and then correct ourselves on this. That's really great. Yeah. Um, as you said, each child is very different from each other. And you said, you know, when parents give them time, okay, this one can wake up early, even if he goes to bed late. But sometimes this ends up with sibling jealousy. Right? Okay, yes. Yeah, you see, then they come up, mommy, you're letting him do this, and da or daddy, you're letting him do that, and why not me? And uh, I, the child does not have the maturity to understand that what the parent sees, you know, he's not able to visualize what the, the parent's point of view. So. How do you think a parent should address this problem of sibling jealousy? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think that is like, it's a very good point. Like kids, again, they don't always see the big picture. They're not always that self-aware regarding their own behavior. Sometimes you used to have attention on something that happened three days ago. And, you know, the child's time span is like 10 minutes ago and 10 minutes in the future and mostly right now. So they don't really look at it the same way. So, uh, you know, in that situation, it really comes down to, again, you need to have very clear rules that the family relies on, uh, write them down. It's a good idea. Repeat them, stick with them. You know, you're not going to put in rules in your house in one day and just have everything be perfect. It's a, it's a campaign you have to do over and over and over until it sticks. So, you know, at, you know, if you stay consistent with your rules, if you don't change them every day, every you don't change them for every child. Again, you can have a set of rules for one child, but then if you do, you've got to stick to those rules with that child. And if you have a set of rules for another child, then you need to stick with those rules for that child and not not constantly change them and and things like that, because then the child has no stability and no framework uh, with to work with them in that situation. Yeah. But specifically with the jealousy thing, you know, when the child is upset, when the child, you just took away their toy, you just made them go to bed, you just made them wake up when they didn't want to, things like this. Of course, in the middle of that upset, they're always going to blame you, blame other people, be upset, you know, and that's not the right time to address those issues. Instead, get through that, that, that current upset handle what needs to get handled. And then when the child is in a calm state of mind, then you then you kind of have that conversation and go like, listen, this is why I did what I did. And this is this is what I'm looking at. And this is how how you can, you know, improve. And again, there should be a game and a goal to earn more freedoms by demonstrating more responsibility. I think that's that needs to be a theme. I get it. That is nice. Mm -hmm. Because uh, why I addressed this problem on sibling jealousy was, you know, from a parent's point of view, the, the parent thinks, okay, I want all my kids to be happy, you know, end of the day. 
but sometimes this kind of jealousy grows and grows and then you know there's we see kids who are not not with uh, who don't have a good relationship between brother and sister or with between brothers or between sisters so you you know i'm sure every parent wants to avoid that that's why I asked you this question. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a real thing. And in terms of uh, children being happy and making your children happy, this is a, a, a great topic. And I think we should address it on another podcast as soon as possible, because it's a very important, it's a very important subject. But in terms of, uh, you know, sticking on the theme of just multiple children, um, you know, the, the children, like any organization, right? Your family is an organization. It's not the same as a business, but certain things are similar. And when you have a team or an organization, not everybody's going to be on the same page all the time. Not everybody's going to agree with all the rules or follow all the rules. And that's why you need somebody to be in charge to provide guidance and say what's okay, what's not okay. And that's the role of the parent. And it's maybe it's the hardest role for a parent, but it's a very vital role and can't be and and don't uh, don't let the worry that oh my child will hate me if I do this don't have that don't have that as the uh, as the reason for changing your your decision as a parent because that's a very short term goal if you have if you have you know just to avoid a, a current upset but if you know all the rules you make in your family should be for your child's benefit in one way or another. And enforcing that rule should be done with a viewpoint of this is this is for the long-term benefit of the child, not because you're angry, not because you're frustrated, not because this or that happened, you know, but because it, it's for the benefit of the child that the rule is enforced. And if you have that viewpoint, it's gonna make it a lot easier, not easy, but certainly easier so, you know, that's the thing. And that's why I say when you take some time to review your rules and policies as a family and as a parent, you know, those are those are some things you need to look at. It's like, do do the rules, do the rules in the household benefit the family? Are they for the good of the children or are they for the good of the parent? And I mean, that's OK. I mean, you're part of the family, too. You should have some rights and you should you know, you're not there to just be a slave to your children, but you uh you know, but, but you do have a role uh, in there. And I think all of us as parents are very happy to sacrifice our own needs for the needs of our children. Um, it's one of the, you know, most beautiful thing, beautiful things about parenting. But, you know, when you only have one child, see, there's there's the relationship you have with, with the, you and the child. And when it's only one child, you can kind of monitor and, and manage that relationship pretty good. And let's say when your child gets angry, they hit you. And they're just a child and it's not good behavior, but you're not really hurt and it's not so tragic. But if you have a child who gets angry and hits their younger brother or sister, then you've got a problem, right? So, so when you have multiple children, you do get that extra dimension of like the re relationship between you and the child and then the relationship between the siblings. And, and that's, uh, that that's adds basically just adds work and complexity to the parent's job, but it's important but it's important to understand that and be aware of that. Yes. So this is reminds me of, you know, somebody whom I met recently and uh, she said, because her brother and herself, they used to fight a lot. And so when she decided to 
uh, have her own child, she decided she would only have one child, and never would she let her have another child who would come and hit her own yeah. child. Right. So this was like a little, like, I think, whoa, wow. People do think that way too, you know, they're just thinking what happened to them is being, uh, could become a reality for their own children. Yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, right, you know, it does make sense. But, uh, Tim, that was really nice what you said. So I think uh, from what you said just now, rules are not really bad. Rules and put the right way. And so far the whole family understands it's for the good. Then it's really good. And this is going to help the whole family and the siblings grow up together. Yes, yeah? Yeah. exactly. And, and, and you know, a, a good team has all follows the same rules. You know, a good team has rules. They know rules are. It's not just a bunch of chaos and people running around, everybody doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, family requires some teamwork, you know. And and you and the children should be on the same page of, like, you both have the goal to grow up and be good adults. You know, you both have the, you both have the goal for the children to grow up and be, be good adults. And so when the children understand that as a goal, and you understand that as a goal, then I think, you know, you're on the same page and you can have function as a good team. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. That was really very interesting. And uh, thanks for all that advice. I'm sure we will have more parents from our community who would like to ask you more questions than what we discussed today about uh, parenting multiple kids. So we would like to once again remind our uh, our viewers or our listeners to join our group and be part of our community so that they can join us on further podcasts. That sounds great. Thanks, Bhavani. I look forward to it. Thank you, Jim. All right. Next time. And then, um, you know what we should do? Is we need to we need to start putting some music in here. We should have some music that we open and close with. Oh, yes. You know, and then maybe you need to do sort of like an outro. You know, you you did sort of an intro to, to start the podcast, and maybe we should say a few words on the outro, like, okay, guys, so that's another great episode of, you know, Parents for Education. We look forward to hearing you next. You know, being with you again soon, and. You know, don't forget to subscribe and get the next episode. Exactly. So, yeah, so we have a good start, change, and a stop. Or, you know, so you, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and say something now, and then we can just edit that in. Thank you, Jim, for all that nice advice about parenting multiple children. That was really nice to hear from you. Uh, we would like to invite our um, listeners to our next podcast. Jim, what's our next podcast? Don't don't even say it. Don't just just say. It. Doesn't matter because because we they don't they're not going to listen to them in order anyway. Okay. You know, they're going to listen to one here and then maybe a different one and then one that's from three months ago. Okay, let me just write it down. Yeah.
Can I say I would like to remind our listeners to, once again, I would like to remind our listeners to, um, what on Spotify? Just to, to subscribe to get all the future episodes of Parents for Education. Bhavani, you need to listen to podcasts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you need to listen to some. You need. Yeah. You should just pick, look, go on Apple, find a subject you like, and start listening to two or three different podcasts, and it's going to give you a lot more reality. It'll be good. Yes, you're right. So I do really very badly today. I will not. Can I say subscribe to our podcast? Yes. Jim, can I just say what I'm going to just say? Not yes. actually for this. So I'll just thank you. So thank you very much, Jim, for all those tips on parenting multiple kids. I would like to remind our listeners to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And look out for new something like that. Yes, look out for future episodes. Thank you very much, Jim, for all those tips on parenting multiple kids. I would like to remind our listeners to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and look out for future episodes. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.